Okay, here we go. The pen and magic. Okay, here we go. It's skipping. The record okay, is skipping. The pen and magic. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not, you know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Well, I'm pretty sure they won't ask you, Joe. Was that a clip from the movie Awakenings? <laughs> Cocoon. Oh my God! Yeah, and they keep Jesus. putting him out there, man. This is scary. He's doing their job. I mean, oh, what's your raise your hand if you think he's senile? Oh yeah. Okay, all three of us. I mean, I believe it. There's there's more and more proof coming out every single day that our president yeah. is senile. You know, which is a shame. It's sad. I know. And they pretend it's like the uh, the emperor has no clothes. You know, the 36 percent of Americans believe that Joe Biden gets to choose his own ice cream flavor. Wait a second. How much older is Biden than you, Bill? Biden's what? 78? No. So he's like, what, 82? Three, four years older than you? Uh, more than yes. that. 42. Jeez. He's born in 42. Okay, so he's five years older than you? God, that's right. Yeah. Holy. And, and here's a guy who's completely, completely in charge of his future destiny. He'll live to be 100 years old, and he acts like he's four. He looks like he's 52, and he acts like he's 41. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. I'm throwing these numbers I out. I don't know what just happened. I know. Plus, what does a 41-year-old act like? I don't even remember. <laughs> anyway, Joe Biden is senile, and we know that because, well, someone wipes his butt for him. Somebody right. does. Somebody right. does. You're right. My butt's been wiped. <laughs> My, that's his latest. <laughs> what My, did he say? My butt's been wiped. No. No. Yes. My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. Yeah, don't let the press know. I guess as you get older, you're prouder of weirder things. See, that's the only thing I have in common with you. <laughs> oh, Bill, has your butt been wiped? Uh, he, as a matter of fact, let me check. My butt's been wiped. <laughs> Welcome to episode 135 of uh, Senility Update. Dementia Today. Uh, alongside Bill Smith. Thank you. Whose butt's been wiped. And Ben Kitchen, <laughs> whose butt's been wiped. Mm -hmm. I'm Mike Adams. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneur. Yes, you are. Yes. Kind of a, I'm a soothsayer. Watch, I'll say it. Sooth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a lot oh, going on. God. Episode 135. Can I just get quick, get to some business first? Since we are, this week's sponsors are going to be two people who mean the world to me and to my yard. Really? Yeah. Now, as you know, this has been the summer of yardness yeah. for old Mikey. In Upton, Massachusetts. You brought pictures. I showed you the pictures. Yeah. And people can look at these pictures on my uh, Facebook page, I guess. Do I still have one? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'll tweet them out, too, because these two these two companies. My, first of all, let me talk about my friend Rick at Mancini Landscape Design. Okay. They spent, they came in and they, they were redoing my entire backyard, removing giant boulders which they moved over and made a beautiful fire pit out of. They removed, they leveled it off. They planted the hillside. They put in natural steps 
granite. It's beautiful steps. I showed you the picture. Yeah, it looks fantastic. These guys, and it's not just Rick. It's also Jason, Jay, the other guy, who I call Stumpy. And they came in, and they did unbelievable work. But it rained, as you know. When I was in Ohio, yeah. It rained every day, thunderstorms. Oh so I had this huge amount of water. They came in and got it all prepped, and then they had to come back every day. Oh, it's still raining, still raining, still raining. But they, they, they uh, finally, when the rain subsided, uh, Mancini Landscape Design made my yard look like a million bucks. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, from the steps to the plantings to the uh, leveling off of the lawn. Now I can get a sit-down mower. Because it's level and there aren't big giant boulders in the middle of it. And now when you yell at the neighborhood kids to get off your lawn, it's because you're proud of it. That's exactly right. Uh, so I want to thank Mancini Landscape Design. They're out of Ashland. If you ever need work like that done, if you ever need landscaping work or re- rearranging done, you're out. Everything. They do everything. Mancini Landscape Design. You'll find them on Facebook, too. What are you doing, man? You, what are you, manscaping over there? I was manscaping. That was, we were watching Mancini from the drone. Well, it sounded like you hit a root or something. No, they were there. out there with the leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why are leaf blowers so one-dimensional? All right, so now. Uh, you remember guy, when Bill sent us a before pick? Before yeah. the manscaping? Don't send us the after pick. Uh, yeah. That's the best That one. was so disturbing. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> now the other guy I want to thank He just came by today Now this is a different thing This is a de- the deck I'm doing all- My whole yard is getting done So there were some boards on the top of my deck that are On just- the top of your dick? <laughs> they were sticking up And they were really just Like it was going to Gross was yeah. And I got- I'm going to redo the entire deck You know Stain it Waterproof it Make it beautiful mm. I'm not going to do that I shouldn't say that Jay Harding it's going to do that. Jay Harding Construction. That's the name to remember. He's out of Maynard, Massachusetts. Tremendous. You want to talk about a fair, quality, professional guy. It's Jay Harding Construction in Maynard. Okay? I said it. I'll stand by it. I know it's true. These people have done stuff in my yard, and I don't recommend people who aren't great. Ouch. Wow. I think I broke a knuckle. Anyway, my, my thanks to those professionals. And, and to the you two professionals who join me every mm. single week here in a professional fashion. Thanks, Mike. It's like Thank broadcasting you, when you guys are here. It's like real, real big market broadcasting when you guys are here. It's not like some small, you know, shitball radio that they have in the small markets. Like, I've worked at some, some real dumps. WLOB in Portland, Maine. Tell us about WLOB. What a crap hole that was. I mean, it was falling, literally falling down. It was in the middle of a cow pasture. What year we had was a this? flood there. We had to take a, a plastic boat out to the transmitter to get it back on the air. I mean, it's ridiculous. It was a shithole. What, when, what when year was, was this? Yeah. By the way, I tell you, I worked at the Pike for a year. <laughs> when was the... Uh, <laughs> Why won't you answer that question? What year was when that? When did you yeah. work at d- the Lob? WLOB, uh, 78. It was right when Dennis Eckersley got traded to the Red Sox. Oh, right. That's a long time ago. Yeah. What? A, that's the one I told you about. When I got into the lobby, it said there's a sign on the fence. It's on the, on the bulletin board. It said, if the cows get loose, call Chester. <laughs> and it had his 207 phone number up Did you ever there. have to call Chester? Yeah, just the once. <laughs> we had to eat. Now... Uh, no word from Tatiana yet from either of you guys? No. Nothing. No. Uh, Crickets. What have you guys. uncovered, Mike? Uh, we're all failures. Tatiana? We're all failures on Tatiana. I sent her a little note on Twitter. 
that said, hey, can you join us for this podcast of mine? And I got no answer back at all. And then, of course, she pops up every five minutes on my TV. I just saw to the rub it in. just before the show started here. I mean, if she's going to rub it in, I'd rather she really, really rubbed it in. <laughs> so maybe she's just stuck up. <laughs> right? Maybe she hates men. She doesn't appear to be that kind of girl. She was in the in the service. She was what? What? She was an army, was it? Yeah, uh, I think so. She could probably kick your ass. Maybe she hates men. We got to. <laughs> it's always a possibility <laughs> in this day and age. Seriously, uh, I have a. <laughs> this is. I have a new favorite baseball player, and I'm only. He's only my favorite baseball player. Not. He's not even on the Red Sox. He's only my favorite baseball player because of his name. His name is a classic. Or as they say in New York, a classic. <laughs> his name is a classic. It's, you ready for this? It's spelled A A K I L. That's his first name. Yeah. Akil. Last name, Badu. B-A-D-D-O-O. Akil Badu. Akil Badu. He's a young guy, left-handed hitting Tiger outfielder. Okay, I think he hits leadoff for him. I think, he, As a matter of fact, I think he hit a home run in his very first pitch in the major leagues. Mm. Uh, it was in the news. Akil Badu. Now, tell me that isn't a tremendous name. What's your name? Badu. Badu. B-A- his, it's not because of his hair. B-A-D-D-O-O. Doesn't that sound like Fred Flintstone named him? You know, Yabadab Badu. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a tremendous name on the back of your uniform? Oh, yeah. Badu. So I'm really rooting for the guy, even though he's a tiger and the tigers blow. That's a baseball name. <clears throat> Akil Badu. Yep. It sounds like, like something you say after a sneeze <laughs> in Zimbabwe. Uh, Ghana. <coughs> what was that? Ghana. It's, it's fine. He's oh, Ghanaian. Yeah, yeah. Ghanaian. <laughs> Ghanoran. Ghanarian. No, that, that's your side of the family. He's that's, Ghana. that's what they told us anyway. I'm, a, I'm a, from Ghanaria. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, so where were we? Oh, yeah. While we're on the subject of baseball, and I don't usually talk about baseball these days because I've lost my luster for the game in the last five years, although I'm recovering from I'm getting some of it back <laughs> watching this year's Red Sox team because they are fun. The one thing, and I don't know all the players. I didn't much. I used to know every player where he's born, how old he is, what he what he hit last year. I don't. I don't do that anymore. I got too much clutter. So what I do now is I pick out. Oh, this guy. I like that guy. Well, Rafael Devers. How can you not like Devers? You gotta love that kid. Devers, Bogarts. He plays with a. uh, How do you say it in French? Joie de vivre. Is that the right term? Does he play with a panache? He plays with a certain panache. Ed Panache. It was a shortstop from his minor league. Uh, it's just that this year's Red Sox team is really likable, and they come from behind, you know, more often than Ron Jeremy. So they're really, really fun to watch, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not falling in love with them. I haven't been to a game since 2016. Wow. wow. Right, and that's the first time that's ever happened. So, Remember when we got uh, kicked out of the suite in Game 6 of 2013? <laughs> yeah. Who, who was responsible for that? Kevin Graham? Yes, sir. <laughs> what an asshole he was. <laughs> I didn't leave. I mean, he was not, oh. not just an so asshole. So fuck that, Complete I'm not leaving. Complete pussy. Oh. Ugh. Anyway, don't, don't get me started on Kevin Graham. Yeah, he kicked us out of the out of the uh, this luxury suite so that <laughs> there'd be room for some fat-ass client. Were you guys being rowdy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was three of us. Oh. It was myself, Mikey, and 
Bill, can you guess the third person who still works at the station? <laughs> mutt. Uh, <laughs> oh, mutt. Oh, geez, I forgot about mutt. Yeah. Now, I was okay with him kicking mutt out of there. Uh, anyway, uh, old, old stories. Aren't they kooky? <laughs> now, you guys notice that it's so smoky outside? Yes. Last week, I came well, I up with... I thought you were just hanging around. Last week, I came up with a solution for, for the, the wildfires in the West Coast. Yeah. Did anyone do anything about it? Did they install one sprinkler system? Not one. No, no. they did not. Yeah, did the, show is, the show isn't big at the White House. I don't know if you've noticed that. It, it should damn well be. Uh, you know, I make better decisions than Biden. Biden says, I want chocolate chip. Come on, man. So the smoke from a distance, distant fire. Who's the Sanford Townsend band? Yes. Can you Google that real quick? What? What am I Googling? Smoke from a distant fire. Okay. That's a hit from the 70s. It's a good one, too. And the smoke is, is, is seeping into our lives. It's outside. You go outside, it's like, what? It's hazy. You're coughing. We are now subject to, yeah, that's the one right there. Smoke from a distant. Now we have to breathe that air that they caused. That's a commercial, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll I hate when that happens. Yeah. Everything has a commercial attached to it now. Yeah. I pulled out a piece of toilet paper. Had an ad on it. Used to be just placemats. Now it's on toilet paper. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, WLOB Portland, Maine, your shithole radio station, presents the Sanford Townsend Band. This is from 1978. This is called Smoke from a Distant Fire. You left me here on your way to paradise. Okay, that's yeah, it. still got it, Mikey. <laughs> can, I, can I talk up an intro? That was awesome. Uh... I was talking about, oh, yeah, the smoke. So now they're causing us to, you know, we talk about pollution and emissions mm. and, and or, or global uh, warming. Secondhand smoke. All these things that pollute the environment, you know, and what's your carbon footprint? What is Oregon's carbon footprint now when they, they're half the state's been burning and blowing our way? What are we breathing? We're breathing Chinese air right now because mm. of them. Because they don't know how to put in a goddamn sprinkler system. Jeez, that would... Uh, you should run for office, Mikey. Come on. I should just run. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I'm... A, I'm a, look, I don't want to breathe it any. I quit cigarettes for a reason. Because I didn't want to breathe that stuff. Yeah. Now they're forcing us to? And the sun's even mad. You see how red the sun is lately? Yes. It's pissed. That's because Phoenix lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't... You know, Phoenix, I... Hey, Milwaukee deserved a... When was the last time they won it? When, 1971. When Lou Alcindor was... Before he Oscar was, Robertson. Wow. Before he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the last night of 50 years. Right? <sighs> <sighs> he sniffed. <sighs> uh, a couple things, too. I want to talk about... Uh, just throw them out there. You, know, you guys can feel free to comment. Did I mention... Uh, Jay Harding Construction out of Maynard. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Made my deck look so good. Your deck? Did I mention Mancini Landscape Design? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, you did. Those guys are great. They made my yard look so good. Now, I just wish my dog would stop pooping out there, because then it would really look good. Oh, the dog. Been dropping some serious dookies out there. Just like his dad. You know, one time I was was, uh, walking through the quadrangle at Avon Old Farms Prep School. Yeah. The one year I was there before I was expelled. It was the dead of winter, and there was, uh, I was late, late for class, I'm running, and I'm running, and I see this pile of Duke, there was two, two Great Danes, Duke and Bronson, and they both took huge dumps, but I saw one of Duke's dookies, and it was a huge pile, and it had, 
it had a heel a heel print running right through it. A human heel print? Yeah. Oh. And, and then a hand print in it. <laughs> the guy had slipped down the poop and then put his hand down to catch himself, and he put his hand down right in the pile of dookie oh. poop. And I, I wish I had a picture of it because it would go so viral <laughs> in this day and age. Back then, we didn't even have cameras. Huh. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, poop. poop. Oh, yeah, dogs. Okay. Dogs. Um, if you... <laughs> There's, I saw something on Twitter, and you know you don't usually see something on Twitter that you want to remember forever. But you know how everybody's talking about all oh, these voting rights are being denied or suppressed and all this stuff. There's not one person in this country who can't vote, who who could vote before. There's nobody there saying you well, now you can't vote. No, they're just saying look, you can't have 24-hour drive-through. You got to make time to do this. So anyway, those whole this whole argument that our, our democracy is at stake and uh, voter rights are being no, that's not true. But when people who uh, who don't who don't want to have a voter ID stuff and they, they get all bent out of shape, oh, you're suppressing. If you don't have an ID, okay, I don't want you to vote. <laughs> if you don't even have an ID, then why would I trust your judgment on who to vote for, right? Anyway, the thing I saw on Twitter that I loved. If you can loot in person, you can vote in person. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's bothering me that I saw on Twitter is all the video now you're seeing of people getting their asses kicked in the yeah. middle of in broad daylight in the middle of the streets of our big cities. Mm-hmm. Old people, old women, Asian little Asian ladies that weigh ninety pounds. Uh, last I saw one yesterday. It happened in uh, I think the Bronx. Is it the Bronx or Brooklyn? Brooklyn maybe. A sixty-eight-year-old guy. This guy rides up to him on a bike. Jumps off the bike, beats the shit out of him, takes his cell phone, his wallet. He knocked him out, and he's flipping him over trying to find his pockets to get all the stuff out of his pocket. This 68-year-old guy was attacked by a guy on a bike. And and they beat the broke his nose, stomped on his face. The guy was unconscious. Wow. It's like, for what? What was the motive? I know, robbery. But can't you just walk up to the guy and say, give me your wallet and your cell phone, or I'll beat the living shit out of you. And if the guy's 68 years old... And you're a young guy jumping off a bike. He's probably going to say, all right, you know. But if he doesn't, then and this is what happened. It's going on all across America. Barbara Boxlicker from California, a boxer. Barbara Boxer from California. She's like a, a congresswoman or something or what, former? Yeah. She got knocked down, beat up, and robbed. Out in California, she's 80 years old. But wait, she's a Democrat. Yeah, but they, they don't ask sometimes. Mm. They just They just... Take, you know, hit. Well, they had take. their fucking voter ID on them. Yeah, wasn't it? They would know who to target. <laughs> Policy to give me your ID. Let me see. Oh, you're a Republican. Now I'll beat the oh, shit out of you. Now you get it. Defund the cops. Who needs them? But that is the most absurd. The whole concept of defund the police mm. sounds like an or- or- Orwellian it nightmare. Is. It is. Defund the police. You want mayhem? You want Mel Gibson in uh, uh, what's that? Mad Max? Is that you want it to be like that? Nobody thinks about that. I think about it every night. That's why I've lost a lot of sleep lately. Are you kidding me? Look at these bags under my eyes. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are my. I'm looking at those bags right now. It's my scrotum. (laughs) I knew I shouldn't have had that. Quite the bag. (laughs) Um, What else can we talk about? Oh. I've, I, I'm getting a lot off my chest. I do every single week. This is my therapy here. I come out here and I just say, what, why, why is this going on? What's wrong? And I use common sense. 
Uh, people say, well, you're libertarians. You're mean-spirited, and you're not. No. Common sense. Can I say it again? You did, yeah. Common sense. That's all you need in America to have things run right. Use your friggin' brain. You know? You know? <laughs> You don't want a million people coming in from 19, 20, 30 different countries around the world across your border? Then close the border. Mm. I mean, that's the one thing I wish I could say to Biden is, hello, Joe. Hello. Border. Border, Joe. Right? Right. Now, you don't, border, don't, Joe. Don't, don't agree with me just because I'm saying right. I, no, I, I'm agreeing with you because I have no idea what you said. What must be right. <laughs> Oh, and I'm not trying to be mean spirited toward an old geezer who's you know who's who's losing it senile dementia. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean toward him as an individual. What I'm trying to say is the people who somehow put him there have to realize he is no longer equipped to be the leader of the free world mentally. Mm -hmm. As sad as that might be, and but here's the bad news. Look who's next in line. Kamala. Okay, okay. And who's after her? Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Hmm. You know, this is the pecking order of people. If something happened to Joe, God forbid, that's who you get. You get Kamala and Nancy Pelosi in that order in this country. And I, for one, I, I don't know if I could. I might have to move to, to uh, <laughs> I don't know, Tasmania or something, right? Come on, man. God. Ben brought a quiz with him today, and he knows that. Uh, oh, oh, a quiz! Oh, oh, oh. Ben yeah. knows that there's only one possible winner, and it's Smitty. <laughs> I don't know. This is the quote-unquote impossible Beatles quiz, yeah, yeah. and I wanted to see oh, who is yeah. the better, uh, bigger Beatle maniac. We'll be the judge of that impossibility factor. You always claim to be, oh, Mike. Oh, As you go, oh, drop and break your dropping things. Uh, Bill, would you like to go first? Sure, yeah, kind I'll, sir. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Who did John Lennon famously say, without them, there would be no Beatles? Beethoven, Elvis, the Beach Boys. It's multiple The choice? Beach Boys. You said the Beach Boys? I said the Beach Boys. That would be incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> it is none other than Mr. Elvis Presley. Really? The king. You met him. I did. And how would he like it if he if he knew that after meeting him you still got his answer wrong? <laughs> no, he'd be pissed. I'd be embarrassed. Mikey? Yeah. Question. Yeah. On the photo on the front of Abbey Road, which By Beatle- the way, John Lennon and Elvis didn't get along at all. I'm sorry, go ahead. On the photo on the front of Abbey Road, mm-hmm. which beetle crossed the zebra crossing first? George, Paul, or John? It's John. That is correct. Yes, John. Of course it is. He was this in a white best. suit. He was in a white suit, followed by the the who was right behind him. George, George, dressed as the uh, Undertaker in the the you know the grave digger outfit. Then Blue. Paul, then Ringo. That's right. Yeah. Before they were known as the Beatles, what was the band's name? The Casbah, the Silver Beatles, or the Fab Four? Silver Beatles. It's a multiple choice. And and it says impossible. I don't get it. Possible my ass. All right. Do you want me to eliminate the choices? Yes. yes. Give us a shot first Mm -hmm. and then give us the multiple. Which of the Beatles wrote, I am the walrus? John Lennon. It's a pair. We're looking for a pair. What did you say? Which of the Beatles wrote, I am the walrus? Walrus. We're looking for a duo. George and John. You said George and John? Yeah. 
That would be incorrect. Oh. It would be Paul and John. Well, it's always John and Paul. McLenn Music. It's Let's Lennon see. McCartney. Well, that was like a trick question then, Ben. Well, it's not even fair. Just reading them. Let <laughs> me come up with them. You know what? You write to those oh. people who came up with that goddamn The Liverpool hundred. Echo. Uh, who was the Beatles' first drummer? Pete Best. Pete Best. Yeah. <laughs> Had him on my TV show. Drunk. How many times did the Beatles perform at the MV Royal Iris Mercy Ferry? Do you want me to give you the multiple choices here? Yeah, I think it's once. Seven, once, or four? One. Four times. Uh, I was about to say. Hold on. This is from Liverpool, Smitty. Yeah. We don't give a shit what kind of local yokel things they did in Liverpool. I thought you were a Beatles expert. Well, this is before they were in Beatles. All right, all right. Where did the Beatles meet Elvis? At at his home. At the White House. No, it was at his mansion in Bel Air. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) George Harrison was a member of which society? The Elvis Presley Society, the Buddy Holly Society, or the George Formby Society? Buddy Holly. Yeah, Buddy Holly. That would be incorrect. It would be the George Formby Society. Okay, now tell us who's George I have no fucking clue. Oh, George. This is impossible. This is an impossible Beatles quiz, Smitty. It's impossible to which, get them all right. Which Beatle was born first? Uh, Ringo, uh, July 7th, 1940. It was Ringo. That is correct. Mm-hmm. When did the Beatles' invasion of America start? Well, they came to America in February. I'm answering all the questions. 64. Yeah, we made this a tag team affair. Okay. 64 was when they arrived in America to be on the Ed Sullivan Show yeah. in February. But the song, uh, She Loves You. 63. Yeah, it was late 63, so I'm going to say 64. So your answers here are February 63, February 64, February 65. You want to go with February 64? 64. Mm. That is correct. How about that? Yeah. It was, it was big, wasn't it, Smitty? You know, it was. Ben, you should have been there for that. You know, that's it the other thing. It was awesome. I remember the Kennedy assassination and how everybody felt about it. Everybody was depressed. They felt bad. They were scared. Because, yep. you know, it just seemed like such an unusual shocking thing that we all witnessed. Right. And shortly after that, it was sort of like the Beatles brought everybody out of that. Yeah, three months it. later. They did. Yeah. They, they flipped the entire world. And it was like that night when Ed Sullivan, the first Ed Sullivan appearance by the Beatles, the, the odd statistic on that was New York City for that 14 minutes or whatever they were on, New York City had no crime. <laughs> yeah. And no crime. Everybody was watching. Wow. What was the cultural shift pre-Beatles post-Beatles. There was like a mindset in America, well, because of the assassination and who we were as people. And then the Beatles came in. What did the Beatles represent that made them so popular? It was like... Uh, I don't know. You were 17. I know. Brand and new. I got, I you were just 17. Yeah. If you know what I... Mean. It, it, yeah. was, they were the, it was the newness and, it, and the, the generational... Uh, I was 10. Mm. And I was like blown away. Yeah. Completely became a radio listening, Beatle freak, record buying, you know. And, and it lasted the whole time that they were together mm. until I was 16, 17 years old. And then after they broke up and they went individual careers, they still had magic on yeah. us. You know, we listened to everything they said, even after. Who'd that. you like most post Beatles breakup? Well, like their music. Who, who I liked were you John's, most into their music? I liked John's lyrical anger. Which he always had. Mm. How do you and sleep? Paul McCartney's melodic uh, ability to just have a song that you could always have in the back of your mind that you'd yeah. hum, sing along with. Yeah, you know, they were two different people. One was a kind of a light, I, I think more more setting the pace for the 
the lyric, not the lyrics, the uh, the melody. Mm-hmm. And John was this guy who had these biting, you know, the lyrics, the ones that got to you with John Lennon. Yeah. It wasn't the, the, the melody so much. I, I agree. Know. Same thing. And when they wrote together, that's what made him magical. Mm-hmm. You know, John would write the middle eight. Paul would write a song, and then John would write a song, and Paul would write the middle eight, and the song ended up being two little songs. And they up did it one. quickly, too. They just threw all that stuff together. It's amazing. They did it quickly. Yep. They did it quickly, and they did it well, like a prostitute. And they got, they had everybody's attention. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Never boring. Do we still have that uh, chef prostitute song? Prostitute song. The prostitute is someone who would love you no matter who you are, what you look like. Mr. James Taylor. This is true, children. Children? That's not why you pay a prostitute. No, you don't pay for her to stay. You pay her to leave afterward. That's why I praise the life of prostitutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Taylor. A prostitute is like any other woman. They all trade something for sex, and they do it well. That's why I say prostitutes, prostitutes, they prostitutes. all. <laughs> they, 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 and the they do it well. <laughs> okay, once is enough. Oh, my God. That's a class. That's from South Park. Yeah. Just for those of you that are going to be looking for that little clip. It's a South Park situation. Do <laughs> uh, you still have more questions on the Beatles? Yeah. Go ahead. Come on, that, that quiz sucked. I just closed it. Uh, the last question there was um, which album... Ringo. Which album was George. the Beatles' first studio album? Well, they, they, it was Meet the Beatles in America. Yeah. But over there, it was called... Uh, please, please, please me. Please, me. Yes. Yep. Right, right. It's on VJ Records, I believe. What's the answer, Ben? Please, please me. Weren't you listening? We just said it. Yeah, they recorded on VJ. What the fuck is wrong with you? They recorded I don't know. on... <laughs> Where am I? Where are my shoes? <laughs> they recorded on VJ Records before they went to Capitol over here in the United States. What? And uh, they had, of course, they had a United Artists album, the soundtrack to Hard Day's Night. But they preferred the VJ record label. In fact, all the Beatles love VJs. We have uh, a musical... We have our own musical guests here. Yeah. Yeah. We have our own musical guests. And they're, they... they they just keep coming back because we pay them a lot, A, B. They're very talented. They have a highly diverse musical collection of songs that they do, more than Wayne Newton ever had. And so we are, we are proud to present, once again, for your listening pleasure, here on the Planet Mikey episode podcast number 135, Joe and Jerry. People try to put us down, Joe. Just because we get around, true. Things they do look awfully c- 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 cold. I hope I die before I get old. My generation. This is my generation, baby. Why don't you all f- fuck yourself? And don't try to dig what we all s- say. I'm not trying to cause a big John Jaha. I'm talking about my generation. My generation. My generation, baby. This is the part where, uh, what's that bass player, Entwistle? Plays a little bass for us here, Joe. Uh, he can really play that thing. True. John Entwistle. Girls used to love to blow on his ant whistle between shows. You ready? 
ready, Joe. Why don't you all fuck yourself? And don't try to d- 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 dig what we all s- 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 say. I'm not trying to cause a big sensation. That's yours. I'm just talking about my g- g- generation. My generation. This is my generation, baby. My generation. My generation. No, my generation. All right, fuck it. You can have it. People try to put us d- down. Just because we could g- g- get around, Joe. Jerry. He's awfully cool. I really hope I die before I get old. I'm there already. My generation. My masturbation, baby. Masturbation. How can you beat it? 